the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm freaking pump! I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. We are brought to you by GD4GD. So head on over to GD4GD.com and buy some dope gear because $10 of every sale gets donated to their nonprofit partner, which is currently the GD4GD Art Fund. It's an in-house fund aimed aimed to provide financial support for artists to help them complete their art projects. Their goal is to help reduce the financial hurdles young artists have and promote creative individuals to pursue what they're passionate about. I'm Jacob, and alongside me, as always, Tate. What's up? And we are also joined today by Michael Nip, the host of the DeuceCast Movie Show. It's a show that really kind of helped spark my movie juices a few years ago when I started listening to it and kind of made me dive into all sorts of movies. He's also the host of the Deuce Cast Extra, where they break down all kinds of different TV shows from the Star Wars shows, Mandalorian, MCU shows, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and even Yellowstone. Um, first off, congratulations on 10 years of the yeah, Deuce Yeah, dude. Cast. Yeah, that was a big milestone that we just had 10 years. And, um, you know, we celebrated a little bit, but we're really going to celebrate in September when we hit 500 episodes. Mm-hmm. That'll be the big blowout. That's big. We'll hopefully get a bunch of guests on. We'll have a good time. There's probably like 2% of podcasts that have reached 500 episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly the people that were already famous mm-hmm. that started a podcast, like Corolla or Kevin Smith or guys like that that have gone way over 500. But uh, yeah, there's a couple podcasts that I've listened to that have been on a little bit longer than us, but would take breaks for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't quite... They're not at 500 yet for whatever reason because they took breaks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's all about consistency with the podcast. Well, this is going to be a perfect episode to have you on then. because well, And also our, our third anonymous co-host, he hasn't watched like any of these Oscar movies. So he's, we were, he's anti-Oscars ever since Inception lost Best Picture. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, glad to have you on this one. Oh, thanks, man. I'm yeah. excited to be here. Dude, this is like... I was telling Roth this, I think, um, that this is like my Super Bowl, basically, the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Um, I love it. I mean, it's I've been watching it for as long as I can remember, because even back in the day, my dad would watch it. So I remember, you know, watching stuff. I remember the the moment, the Sally Field moment, uh, where she said, you you love you love me, you really love me, or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was screaming about winning. And, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Um, so yeah, I've been watching the Oscars for a long time. But, That's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably make every pick that you do because <laughs> I wanna I wanna beat Jacob in this a little competition of who's who gets the most right. So, oh, uh, oh, that's always fun. <laughs> how um, I'll send you the link by the way for our little jot form that we're doing for predictions. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, a little little bit on that real quick. We have a jot form um, that we created. Um, where it just yeah lists all the categories and we got a link to it and we're gonna post it on our Instagram probably in our Instagram bio um, in the notes of everything like on the uh, episode on like our Instagram post we're just gonna post it everywhere and we're gonna do a contest for 
Um, anybody that wants to enter it can go through, make all their predictions, and whoever does the best, we're going to give them a hoodie. And so we made some oh. podcast hoodies. Um, it just says, right save on. it for the podcast on the front, and then it has our logo on the back. But, um, yeah, so. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how many of these movies have you seen? I have a feeling you're, like, most of them. Well, no, not not the smaller category. Like I haven't seen any of the shorts or the uh, right. or even the documentaries. Uh, you know, if you've listened to the podcast at all, I'm not really the documentary mm-hmm. guy. Dave's the documentary guy, um, so he he has actually been trying to see the documentaries. But all the bigger categories, I've seen everything. Um, best picture category, actor, actress, supporting, uh, both supporting cinematography. You know, anything like director, I've seen all of those movies. I'll be kind of in and your boat, animated, and maybe. Yeah even a couple less probably, but I'm about in that same boat. Yep, yep. Well, I think we should just get started. Um, we're just going to go through, and each category, I think we'll just kind of rotate and say what we think is going to win and what we think should win, because I think those are two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, could even add, you could even add, like, what you would want to win. Right, yeah. yeah. I always have, like, three categories. Stuff, I like that. Stuff I want to win stuff that I know is probably going to win and stuff that should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of these I have a definitely should not win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, let's do animated feature film first. Right on. So nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Take, go ahead, which... All right, so this was one where I, I unfortunately didn't... I, Onward was the one that I was, was next on the list that I wanted to see, but I only did see Over the Moon and Wolfwalkers. So I'll just talk on... Oh, we did see Soul, too. So we, we, we did an episode with Soul. Um, Soul, I thought, was good. I don't think it was anything special. Yeah, didn't see Onward and the other two. Over the Moon was the one where I'm... This is, this is in my category of should not win. I, like, I, I did not think that Over the Moon was that great. Um, I got a bunch of notes written down right here about reasons why I didn't like it. But I just thought that... I don't know. There's, there's a lot about it. I want to talk more about Wolfwalkers, which is my favorite... And I'm going to pick them for this category, mostly just because I hope that they win. I want to root for them. But I loved Wolfwalkers. I thought that the visuals and the um, animation was really cool, really well done. It looked like a, I don't know how they did it. Um, I was going to look it up, but it looked like a moving watercolor um, kind of style. Um, but I love the I love the story of it. Wolfwalkers was my favorite. Sean Bean was great. Yeah, Sean Bean was great. Yeah, he was good in that. I loved it. Yeah, the story was awesome. Yeah, overall, that's my favorite, and that's what I'm picking. Um, what about you, Michael? Yeah, um, as far as I'm kind of in the same boat with Wolfwalkers, um, that's the one that I certainly enjoyed the most um, just because it, it's so different than anything that Pixar or Disney is ever going to put out. Um, it's the same guys that did, like, Secret of the Kells and um, a couple of others that are really well done, um, and so I enjoyed that one the most. Although I'm pretty sure that Soul is going to win, mm. so I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on Soul. But I would love to see Wolfwalkers. You know, that's what I was going to do. I was going to get the odds and all on all these. I forgot about oh, that. Okay. No, dude, it's all good. <laughs> Are there's there a, odds on a these? Guy oh, yeah. that, um, Not that in Vegas, but most offshore. Um, on in, uh, on uh, Twitter every year that I follow, uh, Ben Zarmer. I, I can't pronounce his last name. But he's actually a statistician, and he throws out Oscar stats like every year, and I love following him. <laughs> That's but yeah, awesome. I mean, I, Soul's been winning everything, so I figure Soul's mm-hmm. gonna win too. Yeah, for me, I 
my favorite movie of 2020 was actually Onward. I thought it just absolutely captured the dynamic and relationship between brothers so well. I've got a younger brother, and I, I don't know. It, it just, I saw it when it originally hit Disney+. Plus. I don't, can't even remember if that was early pandemic or not. I don't think it was, because that was like January, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I, I think that that was actually the first thing that they put out on Disney Plus that was free. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have that premium, and it was during the pandemic. Okay, um, but I can't remember what month. But yeah, I, I can't either. But uh, I, I just loved it. But I do think, I think Wolf Walkers is actually going to win. Um, I, I think it was just original enough out of like the other movies that were nominated where and i enjoyed it a lot i think i love sean bean as an actor but him as a voice actor i think i liked even more yeah um he was just phenomenal and even the one that did the both the young girls and it was very good um yeah, well, it, so. you hit on something that i think is maybe a reason why i didn't like over the moon that much is because it wasn't to me it didn't feel original i mean the it was a very creative movie i guess in the in the visuals yeah. Um, and like the whole trip to space and the characters um, that you meet in space. But I think like as far as like the, I don't know, the family dynamics and like the the main character and have her little funny side character, like all, I don't know, all of those felt very like the same, same or different story, same characters and same. Mm-hmm. And like the plot to me just was, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like it because it wasn't very original. Wolf Walkers to me was extremely original um, and visually was really appealing. Yep. And I mean, I do want to say that I I do love um, anything Ardman does. I mean, it's never going to win an Oscar, but I I had fun with Farmageddon. Um, I've got two kids, and they they enjoyed that one quite a bit, just because it's different for them because mm-hmm. it's claymation. They don't see it that much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so um, that I, I love anything Ardman does, but it won't win. But. Yeah, I I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't know that it was going to be this way, but that no, t- no words would be spoken. <laughs> uh, yes, that, I was like yeah. 10 minutes and I was like, wait, they haven't. Sp- yeah. If you don't have kids, I mean, there's no <laughs> reason you would know that. I mean, although uh, a guy that comes on our show a lot, Jeremy Burgess mm-hmm. loves uh, Ardman and he has no children and watches all that stuff all the mm-hmm. time. So. <laughs> all right. A pretty big category here. Cinematography. Um, nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, Tate, what do you think? Let me go first. Yep. All right, so the only one that I did not see in this category was News of the World. Um, and real quickly, what's, what is the, do you know the definition of cinematography compared to some of the other, like, visual effects or some of the other? Yeah, cinematography is just, like, how it's shot, right? And, like, the kind of beauty behind it and whether it be clever ways of doing it or... Like back in the day, they would call it like the the director of photography. So it's the Mm. guy that is really putting the vision of the director on the screen. Um, He's making sure that if the director wants something shot at night, he's making sure that the the right shots are there. And the same with like sunlight and and white balance and all of that crazy stuff. I mean, it's uh, the visual aspect of the film. you know, the the guy that won for Blade Winner 2049, he's probably my favorite cinematographer. I can't remember his name. I know. I was just trying to think of his name, too, because yeah, he he's is so iconic. Good. He has done so many movies, and um, and he finally won one 
after so many years, uh, he finally won one for Blade Runner twenty. Roger Deakins. So real quickly, then, um, what would you say for visual effects? Uh, like, visual effect is like the CGI and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, so yeah. it's kind of like the computer. computer edited. Yeah, computer edited, and it can even be like just like the explosions that go on, right? Yeah, yeah, like practical effects. Yeah, you know, if there's which few and far between nowadays, but yeah, the I mean, there's always he's the guy that would set up the shot, you know, for the practical effect. I mean, you know, of course he has a team of people that set all that up for him, but I mean, you know, he's the the main guy that calls the shots when anything when it comes to that type of thing. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Roger Deakins. Yeah, dude, Roger Deakins is an icon. Yep, and then he also won for 1917. I think Yeah, he won it was funny mm. cuz he had such a long dry mm-hmm. spell and then he won like 2 years in a row. Mhm. Um what about okay. you? Well, oh, oh yeah, so you I didn't say No, I, yeah, I was prediction. just And and I I I made my prediction, and I think after hearing your guys' description of it, I think I'm going to stick with it. Um, and I'm going to go with Mank on this one. I think it was Mank in general was one of my favorite movies that I've watched recently um, in preparation for this. I loved it, and I think that, um, yeah, I'm going to choose it for cinematography. I'm not sure if that's a smart choice or not, but I'm waiting to hear what you guys say. Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, here, here's the deal with that. I mean, I kind of agree with you just that that probably deserves it um, because it's whenever you decide to shoot in black and white, I mean, that in and of itself is so different nowadays. I mean, it's not done. And that's a really beautiful film. Um, yeah, I think that that was the thing that like they made it feel like a really old film really well. Yeah. And that was a combination of the visuals and the sound. Um, but I thought that, yeah, I mean, the black and white was one of the thing, notes that I wrote down, but also just that the way that they shot the film, um, and had those scenes. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, and the one that I, that I think will probably win because a lot of times cinematography will fall into, uh, that group of categories where if there's going to be a movie that sweeps everything, mm-hmm. cinematography gets cinematography is one of that. those. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking Nomadland, um, which is certainly a beautiful film. I mean, and I really like just uh, America that it shows America in the way that it does. I mean, and it's really a unique film in that manner. So I kind of feel like that's going to win. Um, so if again, I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd kind of do that. But my heart's with Mank. But um, all right, but good I, to know. Yeah, but but I think Nomadland on that one. All right. My heart is with News of the World. I yeah, um, that's good too. saw it in the theater. It was one of the first movies I saw in Fort Collins kind of back in the theater. I've, I went to the theater a lot because I was living in Laramie and we just didn't shut anything down, which was really nice because we got to see a bunch of old movies. But I actually brought my mom to it because she loves going to the theaters, but my dad hates it. <laughs> so whenever I'm in town, I'm like, let's go. Um, and yeah, I think... I don't know, it's just kind of a lot of the shots of those like kind of sweeping landscapes. I'm assuming mm-hmm. assuming they probably shot it in either Texas or somewhere like that, maybe New Mexico. Um, but what I think is going to win is Mank. Really? But, yeah, and the reason I think it's going to win is because I don't think it's going to win any of the other bigger ones. So I think they're going right. to throw him a bone yeah, and yeah, say, here's, here's your movie win. Well, so far, me and you have picked the two same, so I'm going to have to get it separated <laughs> from you at some point so I can win this. <laughs> so this next one, costume design, could um, 
separate us. Nominations are Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Um, the only two on here that I haven't seen is Pinocchio, and I could not find the time to get to watch Emma, but it's definitely on my list, and I'll probably watch it before the Oscars come out. But um, yeah, Tate, what do you think? So I, the only one I've seen out of this is Mank. So I'm pretty. Um, this one's going to be a shot in the dark for me. <laughs> um, but I'm and I I'm tempted to go with Mank, but I don't want to pick him for everything. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna diversify a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and that's no other reason other than I've seen a couple pictures, um, and I've heard is really good movie. So that's my shot in the dark guess. Don't have much on this one though. Michael, what do you yeah. think? I mean, you know, I'm I'm not like a costume guy, but <laughs> this is probably not the place to come for that. Yeah. But um, but I on I really enjoyed the heck out of Emma. It's not usually the type of movie that I would enjoy, but I thought it was uh, really funny, and I thought it was really well done, and the costumes were really bright. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like wins a lot of awards when they're like popping and bright and like mm-hmm. really good colors on the costumes. So I'm actually going to go with Emma on that one. That is also my prediction, um, was Emma. And I think Emma should win just because I've scrolled through some of the pictures on IMDb. Like I said, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm really excited to watch it just because Anna Taylor-Johnson was awesome. And I've only seen the first, like, three episodes of Queen's Gambit, but I really enjoyed her in that. Um, yeah, yeah. She's a good actress. I, I, I think the bright colors is definitely what stood out to me when I was kind of scrolling through some pictures. Um, now, let's move on to directing. This is an interesting one. Um, Another round, Thomas Vinterberg, Mank, David Fincher, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel, and Tate, what what are you thinking here? Man, this is one that I, so another round is the only one that I didn't see out of this category. uh, It was on my list. It was probably like that and Onward are the two next movies that I was going to watch, but didn't get it done. So, and I really, I, I don't even, I don't know who to pick for directing between, I feel like all four of these other ones, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman. Um, I, I think Nomadland was the other the one that I might take out of, out of this category and to narrow it down a little bit. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Minari. And I really don't know if I have a good reason um, for that. other like Because Promising Young Woman is the one that I watched most recently and it really impressed me. Um, which we'll get into more of that later um, when we get down to like best picture type stuff or actress. But um, yeah, for this one, I think I'm going to go with Minari and I don't know if I have a good reason for why it's kind of another guess. <laughs> now, I mean, this particular category, it's like the first time in years that I can remember that like, I really enjoy all five of these movies a ton. Uh, another round was fantastic. I mean, I had so much fun with that. Movie. So great. I love <laughs> it. So excited. It, to watch it. Was, it. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. Um and and really all five of these are deserving. I think that the way it's been going is Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Mm. Um so I'm going to stick with that. What has Chloe it, Zhao done by the way? Uh nothing so big yet. Other... No, go ahead. I was going to say nothing big really yet, right? <laughs> no, not technically. I mean, she did a a pretty popular independent film called The Rider um that that a lot of people sort of took notice of her for that. And then ironically, she directed Eternals, which is an MCU film that has yet to release that was supposed to have already been released. So it's already in the can. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just 
because of COVID hasn't come out yet. And MCU sort of redid their whole release schedule. So I don't think it's coming out until later this year. Um, and so oddly, I think that's helping her mm-hmm. a bit in this Oscar run because a lot of times, and I think this is what years ago hurt Eddie Murphy when he was in dream girls. He also had adventures of Pluto Nash come out <laughs> like right during Oscar season. And I think people were just so mad about that movie that they just did not give him the Oscar <laughs> for dream girls. Cause he, he had won the golden globe and everybody figured he would win the Oscar adventures of Pluto Nash comes out and it just sours everybody. So I'm kind of thinking that Chloe Zhao's a bit lucky that Eternals hasn't come out yet. Not that Eternals will, is going to be bad or anything, but it's so different because mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi epic MCU movie that it just might people, you know, the Oscar votees just might have been soured a bit on her, but I think she, she's won everything. Uh, like every critics award just about she won the golden globe. So I, th- I think we're going to have the same with the Oscars. Yeah. I, I think another round should win this one, but I think Nomadland is going to win it. Um, pretty much for kind of the, same reasons you kind of laid out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, Was there anything about Nomadland, the film, or is it just the Chloe Zhao behind it? Well, look, no, I liked the movie quite a bit. Um, I, I think that Frances McDormand, she's always good in anything that she's in. Mm-hmm. And I think it tells, um, I think it tells a story that a lot of people just don't know uh, about uh, the, these people that live this way in the United States that sort of just travel around the country in, in a weird way. And it's really beautifully shot. I mean, it's, and it, it's just a smaller like character study, obviously of people um, just dealing with loss. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, I think it's an easy movie for people to watch and connect with somehow. Um, you know, obviously the main character was a, a loss of a spouse. And then there was others that had different situations. Um, and I just love the fact that the majority of the cast were real people. Um, they weren't actors. Mm-hmm. There was only maybe three actors mm-hmm. uh, by trade in that movie. And the rest were these actual people that travel around the country. And I just think that's really interesting because it almost makes it like a documentary in a way. Yeah, that's um, a good. And and she was able to pull some good performances out of those non-actors. Yeah, you know, that dude with the beard. So which ones I were... Was- which ones were like actor. actors and non-actors? Because I would maybe have a guess after seeing the film, but so yeah, I mean, the the two main people in it, you yep. know, David the Terror, I can't ever Stratarian, yeah. I can't ever say his last name right, and then um, Francis McDormand, and then um, my initial thought is the lady what? that traveled to the see the birds and and was kayaking was she an actress? No, no really, no, there was really only wow, like yeah, she was good. The son, the uh, the guy that played um, David Strathairian's son mm-hmm. was an actor. Okay, and I think like maybe that wife, like that fam, that whole family mm-hmm. was like an actor. Uh, but, but all the people on the road was anybody on the road was just the the actor. Even people. even like the young young guy that she meets and asks for a cigarette. Yeah, wow, that was not an actor. That's that was cool. An actual dude on the road. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um, and I'm like wholly convinced that he wasn't even like he just happened to be on set or something like i think he was just traveling through and they just caught some moments with him mm-hmm. I mean, wow it wasn't, that's and, yeah so i think that that movie has quite a bit of momentum going in um 
to to this and but but Chloe Zhao especially because she she's been winning a lot of the awards. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything like that from Minari, so I'm going to just say go <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, um so now let's move into documentary feature feature documentary. Um and so for this one well, I'll I'll get into it after I read the nominations. Um Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher and Time. I've only seen My Octopus Te- My Octopus Teacher. Because we reviewed it on the podcast. Same here. Um, And so this kind of goes into like my main criteria for my actual predictions. And I'm stealing it from Ben Shapiro. The Oscars are not about like a lot of the times are not about like these great filmmakers. It's like the woke awards. So especially for documentaries, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I think My Octopus Teacher should win because I've seen it, and that's the only one I've seen. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Time because it's a wife trying to get a husband out of prison. Okay. I can go next. I, um, I Yeah, I also saw My Octopus Teacher, and My Octopus Teacher was good, um, but I I think I'd be very surprised if it won. Um, so, and I, Time was the next one that I wanted to watch out of reading all of these ones. I think Time and Crip Camp are the two that stood out to me as far as um, movies that I really wanted to sit down and watch. Um, so I also picked Time, um, mostly I think because the story sounds really cool and it takes the, it's the span over, I think, like 10, 15 years that he's in prison. Um, oh, wow. I'm not sure the actual time on it, but I know that it, the, the movie kind of spans over many years um, and their relationship between each other. So, And I heard it's pretty good. So I'm going to... Take an educated guess on that one. Any Please. guesses you want to throw out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, again, I'm not a documentary guy, so I haven't even taken the time um, to watch these, and I never will. I mean, I'll just be <laughs> totally mm-hmm. honest. It's just not my, <laughs> my thing. Um, but David was really impressed with Crip Camp. Um, he thought it was super good uh, and surprising. He, he went in thinking it was going to be one thing, and it really wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And so I'm going to pick that. Uh, I think that's kind of a front runner. Look, that, that's a good prediction because yeah. o- the Obamas were executive producers on it. Well, there you go. So, oh, really? <laughs> yep. There you go. And hey, I mean, cool. really, all of them except for my octopus teacher definitely have a political angle. Collectives about a healthcare fraud. The mole agents yeah. about an old guy that goes undercover and uh, chilly to like find like abusers. So that one's less political. And then time about the wife trying to get prison. Yep, out of prison. Um, all right. All right. Cool. Documentary short subject. Again, I think we can probably go through this one pretty fast. I said what should win is, oh, I guess I could read the nominations. Nominations Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward, and A Love Song for Latasha. I'm going to make this a quick one, and I'm going to say a love, a love song for Latasha because that's, that's a fun name to say. So that's my prediction. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm this dude. I'm the same way. I, I won't <laughs> ever see any of these. I mean, yeah, I, the, I don't even know any of what they're all about. I, yeah, I, I have another. I'll just say <laughs> Hunger Ward. That's what <laughs> I'm right. Um, I, I, I wrote another bullet point for each of these. Colette is an old person fascism something rather. Okay. A concerto as a conversation is a black guy recounts Jim Crow Florida and playing at uh, some Disney thing. Okay. Um, do not split is about the 2019, 2020 Hong Kong protest. So that definitely won't win. Uh, right. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, and then Yemen hunger or, uh, hunger ward is about a Yemen hunger ward, healthcare workers. 
Okay. And then a love song for Latasha, which is my prediction, is about the 1992 L.A. riots shooting of a 15-year-old black girl. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll probably win. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. That's not what I was thinking Those when it's called so a love song for Latasha. <laughs> yes. All very uplifting. What, is it, what does it take for a for short subject to be in the sort, short category? Is it less than an hour? Do you guys know? I don't, uh, I don't know what the cutoff is on it. I mean, because I know a lot of these documentary feature films were hour and a half for the most part. I think um, some yeah. of them were even like at an hour. Yeah, I mean, they're not that long. Some sometimes, yeah. I mean, so I don't know exactly what the criteria is on that, but um, I don't know. All right, moving into a category that forty we... minutes or less. Sorry, <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, I just googled go. it. Okay, so interesting. Um, moving into a category that we know something a little bit more about: film editing. Nominees are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, boy. This one was a tough one. Uh, well, I guess not too tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm between um, a couple for it. And I so I have seen all of these movies because um, they are all the best pictures, which was my target. Um, and I think I, I'm not sure what kind of editing this falls under. Um, but the father really impressed me. Um, and I think that I'm going to have to go with the father for this one because of the way that, I mean, it, it confused me watching it and seeing the way that they, I also have the father for another, um, one later down the line, um, sneak peek, but for, for similar reasons, I think. Um, but the fact that like they could, um, have him in one room thinking that it's at one point in the, in this, this, maybe the same day or maybe even the same hour. Um, and then you hear his noise and he goes into the next room and there's new characters, new people. Um, and the entire movie just kind of feels like he's living one long day or a couple long days. Yeah. And you really have no idea how long um, the, it, the, the time of like the length of the entire movie is or that his memory kind of spans. Um, so I, I think it's all of those little edits in the rooms um, and going between rooms and between sets that really impressed me. So I'm going to go with the father. Yeah, no, I, I I love that pick. Um, I think though that the only and this will be the only award that this particular movie gets. So I'm going with Sound of Metal. So I think this is going to be the only Oscar that Sound of Metal gets. Um, I think anytime you're filming music, um, editing is a huge part of that, mm. and so that's kind of like why why I'm leaning there. But I love your points about the father, and the father was that movie blew me away more than I thought it would just because it's just such an interesting conceit mm-hmm. to have the audience viewing dementia through a character's eyes, basically. Mm-hmm. And you almost, um, like, feel it. Like, you have, yeah. you are confused, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are equally, and, and yeah. so I, lo- I loved that. It was different, and I loved that. And so your pick is awesome, but I think that Sound of Metal is probably going to take that one. The only re- Sound of Metal was the one I was thinking about, but, again, this is maybe my not knowing the, the definition of some of these categories, um, but I didn't really take into account like the sound. Well, this may be my sneak peek into later of what sound of metal will win for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't even think about film editing, taking into account matching all like the sound and everything with it. So I think yeah. that's solid. Yeah. I, I think promising young woman's, I think it should win. And I, that was my prediction as well. You guys both bring up great points about those other two. Um, I think this is another one kind of like cinematography, cinematography for me where, this movie, I think, is going to get shut out in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and this might be the bone that they throw it. Um, yeah, I mean, Promising Young Woman is, spoiler alert, because we haven't done this episode yet on the Deuce cast, but it's my number one movie of the year. 
which I've got that on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't like Promising Young Woman, but I thought it was just such a different type of movie that just kind of blew me away. Um, and it's getting skunked. I mean, in everything. Ugh, I hate to hear that. And I hate, and I think that in any other year, it may have done a lot better because this year just ended up being way more stacked than I think people were anticipating. To me, it was a weird stacking. Like, I nothing was like an excellent movie, like a five star or above a 95 for me, but there were a lot of movies like in that 80 out of 100 plus range. Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple in that like 85, 90 where, I mean, I had like three or four or five maybe out of the best picture ones that live there. Um, and yeah, we'll get into that later too when the best, best yeah, picture yeah, stuff, yeah. but all right. Okay. We are on to international feature film. Um, another round, better days, collective, the man who sold his skin and ready for this. Covidus Aida. I don't speak Spanish or whatever <laughs> language that may be. And I'm assuming Spanish. I think it's Spanish. Um, I, I can go first cause I, Unfortunately, didn't see any of these movies, but I how much I hear about another round, um, and I've, I've been to Denmark a couple times, and I love Denmark, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring for another round. Um, yeah, I that's the one I'm very excited to watch. So I hope it wins, and I think yeah, it will. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I mean, it's really strange because in some of the awards, um, Minari had been getting put in this category, really, even though it's um, because a it's film done by an American. Uh, you know, he's, you know, obviously an immigrant, but his family, you know, immigrated here, but he's, it's done by an American, but it's in, you know, Korean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for some reason, the Golden Globes had put it in um, Best International and it won. So when it mm-hmm. wasn't nominated in here and and I saw another round, I'm like, I'm, I'm really pulling for another round. I mean, that's the movie that I want to win. I don't know anything about the other ones, but I'm just going to throw my hat in for another round. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys there. It's the only one I've seen. I loved it. It was great. Um, yeah, so I, I think we can probably move on. From watch it. watch one of these other ones win, and um, it'll <laughs> yeah. be the one that none of us have seen, and we'll go, oh, well, I guess well, we maybe should watch that. <laughs> as happens, I usually don't see that many of the international feature films, but, um, I mean, another round was one I'd heard so much about, and I love Mads Mikkelsen, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care about having to read subtitles. So awesome that he's like, going to be I like an the story. Five. Yeah, the story's good, too. I like the idea. I want to. I want to. I want to test my keeping my BAC level at a certain level, <laughs> yeah, right. and how how will I perform? I want to run that test. <laughs> and it, not to go completely sidetracked, but Mads Mikkelsen in Indy Five, going to be so awesome. I know he's right? perfect for that franchise. Have you seen that? Um, that like the Thanos glove, where it shows that he's been like in five different major <laughs> franchises now. I mean, and isn't he supposed to be? He's going to be taking over for Johnny Depp, right? And Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, so yeah. That's what, it's <laughs> there like, we it's go. Like Harry Potter, Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, obviously indie now. Hunger there Games. Two, there was two other big ones that he was in that I can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but the dude's been in some major franchises. Is this a guy I would recognize? Yeah. All right. Definitely. Oh, he was in a, a Marvel thing too. Oh yes, he was in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he was in Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. What's his name? Who are you talking about? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads. This guy. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, you guys probably, probably the greatest hair in Hollywood. Oh, and Bond. Yeah, oh, Bond. Yep, that's yep, what yep, immediately yep. comes to my yep. mind is the scar across his eye. Probably the greatest hair in Hollywood as well. But yeah, speaking of hair, let's move on to makeup and hairstyling. How about that nice. for a segue? Um, the nominees are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. 
man, I needed to see more of these films. Gosh. <laughs> um, this one different from costume design because this is purely, I guess, yeah, all makeup. And, and so it's all like very facial, mm-hmm. not nearly. Okay. Um, I don't even know. The only one I saw out of here is Mank. Um, you said Emma earlier for costume, I think. So maybe I'll vice versa it and maybe I'll go Emma. I don't know. Uh, I already have Mank for a couple of things, so I'm going to go with Emma. But I don't know if I have any reason for that other than changing it up. Yeah, I mean, I think this Pinocchio thing is so intriguing to me mm-hmm. because that's such a random movie that sort of snuck in right at the end of the year. Um, have either of you seen it? it? No, I haven't seen it. It's it's Roberto Benigni, I think, is mm-hmm. is the, is in it or something, and he's a, an interesting dude. Um, but the makeup looked pretty creepy and impressive. Um, I'm actually going to go Pinocchio on this. I'm going oh, way right. off. Going <laughs> wow. It might be it. Yeah, I, I think the movie that should win is Hillbilly Elegy, but there is no way in the world that they will ever give that movie to a story about I J.D. Vance. I it was nominated for anything. I know. I couldn't either. Was it good? I it it was, but Hollywood hated it mm-hmm. because they hate the author of the book. Yep. I and I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I think there could have been, they could have told it. It could have been done better. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think it should be panned like it has been because it was a really good story and very uplifting. It it's one of those really dumb things because when the book originally came out, mm-hmm. freaking Hollywood loved it like mm-hmm. loved the whole concept of it and then you know as the years went by it's one of those things they wanted to cancel and so when the movie came out it just got canceled because of the guy that wrote the book and i mean it's so dumb all of it but <laughs> for real i mean i thought the movie was good though like ron howard directed it he, it's not like he's he, he's not a guy that's obviously not a conservative guy so no. it, it is just ridiculous. It's, um, it's, it's, it's just dumb. <laughs> and like I said, it, it will not win. It should win. My prediction for what's going to win is Mank. Um, yep. I think yeah. this kind of goes in with the black and white stuff too because I, I have a feeling you have to do a lot of different type of makeup hmm. and hairstyling like you would normally do for a colored picture compared to a black yep. and white one. So yep. that's my prediction there. And then uh, let's move into music and or music original score. Um, nominees here are De Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Yeah. You want me to go first? I'll I'll start it out. Sure. Um, again, I I think I yeah all I saw was Mank, Minari, and Soul. Um, and I think this is the one where I think Soul is going to win for sure. Um, because yeah. I I didn't pick Soul earlier, and I do think Soul is going to at least walk away with one. Um, and if I don't have him earlier, then I think I got to take him now. So, and I, th- and I did really enjoy all of the music in Soul. Um, I think it was more in Soul I, the, that I, the things that I thought where it lacked was the, maybe, maybe a little bit of the plot um, or the other, other things non-music related. So, um, but I think Mank was one that really impressed me too. Um, and actually, yeah, Minari was pretty good too as far as music goes. Oh, I just, am I right about this? Did I? copy that down wrong but is trent reznor nominated twice here did he do the score he for is. mank he is. oh wow yeah. i didn't even wow. know and Atta- and Atticus Atticus ross. ross yeah, yeah they yeah they got nominated twice wow so they got real good odds here <laughs> i'm gonna bet yeah. on um trent reznor and Atticus ross to win just kidding <laughs> i'll go with, i'll go with soul yeah i mean here my heart really wants like james newton howard to win the dude has been nominated nine times and has never won 
Uh, and he is one of the best modern film composers ever. Uh, he's up there to me, like in the same conversations as Williams. I mean, he is phenomenal, and the dude is number one. Unfortunately, he is nominated in a year that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are nominated twice. Some people would say maybe they'll cancel each other out, hmm. but Soul is a really good score, and that's what's been winning everything. So I'm going to go with Soul. But my heart really wants to see James Newton Howard win an Academy Award before the guy dies. So because he's getting up there. What were <laughs> and, what were some of his movies that he? Dark Knight, Batman, oh, King wow. Kong, Dude's I Am amazing. Legend. He's prolific. I Am Legend. Yeah, wow. I, to be honest with you, I did not know that this guy was yeah. a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which he's, is he's been, his, those are some pretty score, big movies there. Um, I think it was last year or, or two years ago he did the score for um, A Hidden Life. Mm-hmm. which is a, an amazing movie, and the score is perfect. And I think he even got nominated for it but didn't win. I mean, mm-hmm. so the guy, it's just one of those, like, keeps getting go- nominated and never wins anything, and I feel bad for him. This is a, a tough one, then, to um, go against. Yeah, so I'm going to pick a movie that I'm surprised. I think I think where this movie really got hurt was the expansion. They added a couple weeks on to the end of Oscar, like, nomination period. That's to Five Bloods. It came out so long ago. It feels like it came out in 2018. It was so long ago, but it's a 2020 yeah. movie. Spike Lee directed. Um, I think it definitely should have been nominated for, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but Best Supporting Actor, Best Leading Actor even. Um, some really good performances in there. I think it, this is a completely off-the-wall pick, but I think it wins for original score. Look mm. at you going Terrence Blanchard. <laughs> All right, let's move to music original song. Yep. Fight for uh, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear my voice from the Trial of the Chicago 7. Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> oh, ready for this one? You IOC or scene from The Life Ahead and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. <laughs> All right, as as much as I really want to go with Eurovision Song Contest, um <laughs> I'm going to not. But um, I did see, okay, so three of these movies I did see, um, and I think the one that I remember, the only one that I remember from the three that I have seen is Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, um, because I listened to that entire album. I'm a big, I'm a big, like, R&B and rap, like, fan, so when okay. that album came out, I listened to it, and I loved the entire album, um, a lot of the songs on it, and the one by her was incredible, I thought, so I, I, I listened to the song somewhat regularly so i i hope it wins and i do think it is really good um and i think i gotta give a couple picks to judas and the black messiah so uh, dude I, I think the dark horse is huskava and it's gonna win really i think that thing is going to win there's no like way. groundswell for that song that's and what i, I think too <laughs> weird feeling that it's gonna win um, so I'm going to pick that and just hope that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picking too. I, um, I, I don't even remember what song it is from the movie. It's, it's actually like a the, pretty song. It, it mean, is. It's, it's, it's kind of a good song. I, I didn't love the movie. I, I don't know. I, I didn't laugh a single time. So yeah. not, not good on a comedy aspect, movie. but it is a very good song. I think, um, I'm going to go listen to it. And really I could be wrong, but I don't remember any of the, any of these other songs, like actually in the movie. I think most of these songs were like, credit songs. Running during the credit. Right, yeah. and so I'm like, it's hard for me to like say that one of those types of songs should win. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Did um, Kiss from a Rose win back in the 90s when it was 
Ooh, I don't think it did. I don't think it did either, um, but I, I think, think it was nominated, right? I think U2 has won an Oscar, but I don't think it was for that. Mm-hmm. Or, well, no, no, that, that same soundtrack. Kiss from a Rose was somebody else, but maybe that did win. I don't know. Um, okay, let's So you do, guys are both oh. going Eurovision. Yep, yep. All right, I love it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm doing it. Okay, let's go production design. The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. So thinking yeah. back to the other one where it was, um, what did I choose for this one? Film editing? Um, this is the one where I think I definitely am gung-ho on The Father. I didn't see News of the World or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, but when I, I did look up the, like, the definition for um, production design, and it talked about the, the way that they set up each scene and the way like, all, it's all of the other elements um, in the set that, and so I, I think just the way that they did that movie where you're, it's basically all of the same house. It's all like both the flats are the same layout. Um, it's just like different, even the kitchen, different backsplashes, different cupboards and cupboards and, uh, the fireplace and the painting and all of these very, very, very small details, um, that change throughout the film because he is in a different place and he doesn't, and time goes on and he doesn't really has, have a concept of that. Um, I thought all of that was really impressive. So I easily chose the father for this one. But I think Mank and um, Tenant maybe is a dark horse. I don't really know if for product production design. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the father. Yeah, I was leaning um, just because of the scope of it. Um, I was leaning Tenant on this one just because there's multiple um, sets, multiple location shoots. I mean, just the the undertaking that it had to have been to to do some of this design and set decoration and whatnot i mean i i was leaning towards tenant on this one um so i'm i'm going to go with that this might be the first time so far we're all on different ones i'm on mank for this one oh, nice. um I, I again kind of what you were talking about tate about they really captured the feel of i guess it would have been the 30s um I think they did a really good job of that. The house and even some of the banquet halls. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But that's the one I'm leaning there. Um, Moving on to short film animated. Another one that I don't think any of us have seen. Many of, I've only seen Burrow. Um, The nominated ones are Burrow, Genius, Lochi, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes People. I guess we'll just stick to the same order um, because we're kind of in it now. The, yeah, the only one that I saw was Burrow because that was the one, one right before Soul, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that one was so cute. I loved it. Um, I, I'm sure all these other ones are great. I kind of want to p- pick Yes People. I have no idea what it's about because I'm a Yes man myself. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with Burrow. It's the one I know. I loved it. It was super cute. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I think a lot of times with those short films, Either the Pixar or the Disney wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, that's why I was going to go with Burrow also. I'm going with Genius Lochi or Loki or whatever, however Uh-oh. you say it, because it's a foreign word. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? Nope. These are the ones that I want to watch. Because it's like, I feel like I could watch them all within mm-hmm. like a 30 minute time that's period. That's true. Um, okay, short film live action. I have seen none of these. Feeling Through, The Letter Room, yeah. The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. I have no opinion hmm. on what should win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with the 
Two distant strangers. I like the name. Boom. Yeah, for some reason, like, I've been seeing a lot about um, this white eye thing. Like, I've seen weird advertisements and stuff for that. So I think I'm I'm going to go with white eye. I don't know. It, it popped up on Letterboxd, like, when I was uh, looking in the news section, they were talking about white eye. So that's kind of the one that, for whatever reason, I'm just going to go with that one. <laughs> And I just randomly picked one. I picked the present. I don't know. <laughs> all right. We'll there's see. another one. We're all different. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Okay. So now sound. This is back to kind of our wheelhouses. Um, nominees are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Yeah. This one, I, I got Sound of Metal all day, every day. I thought that um, this movie was incredible um, in the way that it portrayed um, and I, I like how it bounced back and forth between kind of his perspective um, after losing his hearing and then in the real world and him in the, like him in like in the real world, him in, um, in his world where everyone else is like hearing things normally. Um, and you kind of hear him like talking louder, yelling and he, him kind of, I don't know, his, his acting was incredible with it. The sound um, going back and forth between those two was incredible. And then I really thought that when in the end of the movie, so spoiler alert for anybody who's not seen it, um, but when he gets those implants in, um, I thought that, I, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like, but that's maybe the closest that I could ever imagine um, it being like having implants and having um, some sort of technology cap, try and capture the world and all of these sounds. Like I just, I felt for him when he was walking around um, like the, the street and after he had his implants in and just hear, you hear all this like staticky noise um, and it just, Ah, I mean, I, everything, I thought that it was incredibly impressive, and I would be, this is the one where I do think I'd be very surprised. I haven't seen News of the World or Greyhound, um, but above the, a couple of the other ones. Man, you're just anti-Tom Hanks. I know, right? Those are both Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> <laughs> <I> dare you. <laughs> <laughs> who? T- Tom who? Um, exactly. The father yeah, of Chet Hanks. <laughs> the sound of metal all day. Loved it. Um, so this is the weird, because this is the first year. Mm-hmm. I was so that, thrown off that they combined the categories. So in years previous, it's always been sound design, sound mixing. Um, I don't know how people in that industry feel about it. I can't imagine they feel great about mm-hmm. it because it's two very different things. Um, but I, I'm, I'm on the sound of metal train also with this one. Uh, I think that's almost kind of a no brainer. Uh, not that, you know, the others don't have great sound mixing and sound design like Greyhound is actually pretty impressive mm-hmm. with some of that. Very but um, I, I just feel like this is going to be one uh, that, you know, Sound of Metal takes, also because it has the word sound in the title. Yeah. <laughs> you stole the words right out of my mouth, I was going to say. It has the word sound, and that's the obvious reason why it's going to win. But, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else to add. I think you guys kind of wrapped it up pretty good. If it, if it was separated as far as sound design, sound editing, would you change? Well... Um, yeah, out of these five, I if, they, if I it would was do these sound, five for I, both, I, of them. I would say this one will win sound design. Yeah, well, or I, I, make, <laughs> see, I always get, I like, always get them I, reversed. I think sound design, I probably would go Greyhound and sound mixing, sound of metal, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because isn't it sound design is like how they put it in, and sound mixing is them actually like capturing the sounds and creating these sounds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I would go sound mixing for. Yeah, um, with that, I'd for sure go sound mixing, sound of sound metal. metal. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why they come. It's kind of weird. I know they're maybe they were just trying to less categories. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I don't like it because I was just getting it down. 
know, right? Every year, Garrison out. would talk me through it, and I'd be like, okay, now I understand. <laughs> well, and I feel like it makes more sense to, like, over time, break some of these categories into, like, I mean, keep branching into, like, more categories, if if not go, like, Well, regress. I don't know. The Oscars are already, like, four hours long, so do we really need more awards? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just, it is very weird, though, to, like, like at, I mean, I assume that at some point it started out as just sound, and then maybe it turned into Branched these two, out. and then now they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. That's a guess, but. Okay. Visual effects. Now this category, I have only seen two. Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. I've only seen Tenet and Mulan. Yeah. I've, I've only seen Tenet. Um, I, I've, I, I don't really know that much about much of these other movies other than Mulan, obviously. Um, and so, but I do think that visual effects wise, Tenet to me seems like a home run for this one. Um, the, there's several scenes that I think stand out to me in this film that I have never seen in any other movie. And that's all of the reverse and, um, uh, what would you even say? Like the, the normal progression of actions versus the reverse Mm -hmm. of those actions. I don't know how you even say it, but, um, all of those, like the fight scenes stand out, um, which I assume is just all the editing. And then, um, also when they kind of pass from the one room into the other and they all of a sudden go like backwards in time, um, all of those things I think was just incredible about the movie. Um, I would be, this is one, I haven't seen the others, but I would be surprised if this one didn't win. Yeah. I mean, I've actually seen all of them except for the one and only Ivan. Um, I, that's the only one I have not seen. Uh, love and monsters is a lot of fun, by the way. I mean, that's a really fun movie. Um, Midnight Sky is a lot of stuff in space. Mulan is obviously huge action sequences and some really good martial arts in that movie uh, mm-hmm. also. But I'm kind of with you on Tenant. I think like if Tenant's going to win a couple of awards, this would be one of them. I mean, so I- I'm going to go with Tenant as well. Yeah, three for three here. I'm going with Tenant as well. Um, I could see it being Mulan just because they want to give China an award. Um, but I think Tenet is the obvious choice and should win. And I think it, if it, like you said, if it does get an award, I think this will be it. Um, all right, now some of the big ones. Actress in yeah. a supporting role. <laughs> um, nominees are Maria Baklava for Borat 2, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yad... And Yad... Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Ya Jung Yoon for Minari. Yeah. Um, I even though I thought Borat 2 was so bad, I thought Maria Baklava was hilarious in it. I thought she was pretty good. Um, she's not my pick, but I did enjoy her in that film. Um, I'm I was stuck on this one between Olivia Coleman and Amanda Seyfried. Um, I think both of them did a really good job, and I think the only reason I'm gonna go with Amanda Seyfried is because I think that um her role impressed me more from what I know and have seen her in. Um, yeah. And so I thought she did a really, really good job in Mank. Um, I, I was totally bought into her character and I loved the relation, uh, the relationship that they had with each other. Um, I don't know. Mank was a great movie too. So, and I don't have Mank for any of the other actor or things. So um, this is my last thing to give it, but Yeah. Yeah, if there was one category in the big ones that could go off book, it would be this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what's going to happen, though, is what has happened throughout all the awards season 
is that Yu Jung Yoon is going to win for Minari. Mm. Um, she she's been kind of the shoe in throughout, you know, the awards season. So I think she's going to win. I would love to see Olivia Coleman win for the father. Uh, I thought that was a really great performance. And same can be said for Glenn Close. The poor woman has not ever won. Um, I would love to see her win. But because of many different factors that we don't necessarily have to discuss, uh, Yu Jung Yoon for Minari is going to win. Yeah, I, I I did feel I'm like, I, I just have a feeling, even with Parasite winning last time, like I think that's kind of opened the door. They're like, look how well we were received for giving Parasite this award. Um, I think Glenn Close should win it. I think her performance was so good. Um, and for the record, I think it was way better than Amy Adams. Amy Adams was all right in it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just loved Glenn Close in that movie. And but my prediction is actually Olivia Coleman. I don't know. I feel like um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just go. Kind of, it it feels like the chalk. Like if this was the Oscars in two thousand eight, that's who would win. <laughs> Look, any other year, I would totally agree with you, but for reasons we don't have going, into, <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think I'm pretty pretty confident in my pick. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, now actress in a leading role: Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, and oh, oh sorry, two more: Frances McDormand for Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. This one's an, another pretty easy one for me. I only saw Nomadland and Promising Young Woman out of these five. Um, and to me, like, I, I loved Carrie Mulligan and Promising Young Woman. I think she was phenomenal. Um, I, I don't even think I, I tried to look up other movies and things that she's been in. I, I haven't seen anything other than a Doctor Who episode called Blink. Um, yeah, that was a great episode. This is a great episode. This is the only episode. I, like, it was the first episode I watched because my brother's a huge fan. Um, yeah. And he made me watch it. And I was hooked. I was like, this, this show is incredible. But I don't watch that nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Carrie Mulligan was awesome in Promising Young Woman. I think you said it earlier, and I'm going to agree. I think it might be my favorite film of um, all of these. I don't know what I'm going to pick for Best Picture. Yeah, it's still up in the air. But it's, it was one of my favorite films, and I thought Carrie Mulligan was outstanding in it. Um, I'm going to go with her. Yeah, I mean, this this is another tough one for me because in any other year, Carrie Mulligan would have been 100% shoe-in. Um, but that's not going to happen for her this year. Um, it's either going to be Viola Davis or Andrea Day. Um, the Andrea Day performance is actually co- really good. Mm-hmm. The movie's not enjoyable to watch, but Billie Holiday's not supposed to be a person that you enjoy watching You know, do drugs and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, that's just not uh, in real life. <laughs> Billie Holiday was a rough person. Um, so, and she was very good in it, but the movie's to me just not that great. Um, Viola Davis, uh, I it did not necessarily enjoy that movie as much as everybody else seems to. Um, a lot of it, though, is just in general, like music biopics are not my thing. I don't really like, I've, I've never even seen Ray before. I mean, it's just, they're, they're, it's just not a genre that I really enjoy that much. Um, but if I were to choose between those two, I would think that they'll probably give it to the newcomer and give it to Andrea Day just to kind of blow everybody's mind. But Carrie Mulligan, to me, deserves it over all, all these people, but she's not going to win this year. It just won't happen. Dang it. Yeah, I... So my favorite performance out of these ones was Vanessa Kirby. And, oh, um, dude, yeah, she's solid. It, it was... 
such that a first 20 minutes oh, oh my, my god it was it was hard to watch it was heartbreaking it was uh especially because i knew what the movie was about yeah. and i was kind of trying to avoid it and I, I think i just was like all right i just got to sit down and watch it um really tough movie to watch and really tough performance that she gave but I, it was just excellent but i'm actually gonna my prediction is carrie mulligan you bring up a lot of good points and so I think my prediction is probably wrong, but I'm going to stick with it because it's written I, down. I bring up a lot of unfortunate <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. I know. I trust all of your knowledge. And when you immediately were like, gosh, oh, she's not. I was like, dang, God, I want her. <laughs> but it's like, I already know that. Yeah, it's like I already I just know, the know I just know the Academy too well. I just know what this year is going to bring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally like mad about it. I'm not saying Viola Davis and Andrea Day don't deserve to win, but. It seems I mean, like any, a weird place for Viola Davis to be nominated. It, it is. She felt I mean, more of like a supporting actress in that movie, and I loved the movie a lot. I, I thought it was really was well trying done. To, trying to figure out like what other performance this year could have gone in that place, and I honestly couldn't think of anybody. So, I mean, maybe that's kind of, maybe that's kind of why she got nominated. There yeah. really wasn't that many strong performances by by actresses this year that would deserve that um, that spot. So, but I will, yeah, Vanessa Kirby, you're right though, dude. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to go back to supporting actress real quick. Okay. Um, because you just brought this up about who could have filled in there. I think the girl from News of the World oh, was yeah, that, she got excellent nominated for a Golden Globe instead yeah. of Maria Baklova. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, so crazy that she's in there. Yeah, yeah. This, this, the, the Academy Awards have become something that I don't necessarily agree with, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, let's move on to actor in a supporting role. Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Ricci for Sound of Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. So this one uh, was another easy one for me. Um, and it's because Trial of Chicago 7 I thought was a great film. And I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen was the yep. my favorite in that film. Um, he's he's going to be my he's, he's my pick for this one. He's also who I want to win this one. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and Lake and Steinfeld, I think both did a really, really good job in Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I mean, all, I think I, I didn't see one night in Miami, but even, uh, Paul Ricci, I think did a really good job in sound of metal. I just think that he, like his, when I think about whose role stood out to me the most, um, it was Sasha Baron Cohen as, uh, what's his name? Abby, Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. Yep. Um, yep. yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. I think that he certainly, out of all of these, had the most flashy performance. Like mm-hmm. you're looking for big scene stealing, you know. I think that he certainly moment had for that. the video. Um, it's unfortunately, a rough year for him because Daniel Kalu is going to win. That's who will win. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I want Paul Racy to win. Like uh, a ton. he was I, good. Dude, I loved that role. Well, and like speaking um, of what you were just saying about flashy, like his his was the opposite of that. His was not flashy yeah, at all, but he was yeah. really good. But uh, yeah, Kalu has been winning everything, and it's fine. I mean, it's good. I don't mind it. I actually like Lakeith Stanfield better in that movie, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kalu will win though. He's been winning everything. I took all of your movies on the Deuce cast when I was on, and now yeah. you're just taking all of my points. I think <laughs> Lakeith or Lakeith. How how do you pronounce his name? Lakeith. Okay, I was saying Lakeith. right. Yeah. Lakeith. Lakeith I think he should win, but I think Kalu is going to win. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's just been winning everything, so it just seems kind of obvious, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I, I I used to say Lakeith, I think. Yeah, I think it's Lakeith. Okay, I was saying it. Right. I think it, yeah, I, I yeah, you're almost a little mixed up there because I used to say <laughs> yeah. Lakeith. 
Dude, I loved I loved him in Knives Out. By the way, he was so awesome. Oh, he was mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> Excellent. A good movie. And I was wanting to hate that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actor in a leading role. Man, these these ones just kept getting harder and harder yep. at this point. Um, um, like I kind of had a. Oh yeah, you got to go over the yep. nominations. Um, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steve Yeun for Minari. Yeah, so this one, this was the part where it started to get really hard for me um, in picking one because I think that, I mean, the only one I didn't see was Chadwick Boseman um, in Ma Rainey's, but I thought that Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed did incredible. Anthony Hopkins was outstanding. Um, Gary Oldman was even really good in Mank. I think um, Steve Yuen really impressed me in Minari because the only thing that I'd ever seen him was um, the walking dead. And so he really was impressive in that. Um, I think I'm, this is a, I'm, I'm sent, I'm tending to just go with, I don't, I don't think I have many of these options where I go against who I just want to win. I think so far I've pretty much picked everybody that I want to win. Rookie. Um, (laughs) I'm missing a couple of these. Um, but Riz Ahmed with sound of metal is going to be, um, my pick for this one. I would, yeah, I'd love to see him win. I thought he was outstanding. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, he was incredible. So unfortunately for him, he won't die. Mm -hmm. You get get an award for it. So Chadwick Boseman's going to win. That's (laughs) what I've been hearing. That's not taken away from his performance. But I think that if he was still around, um, that Riz Ahmed probably would win that that award. I mean, because dude, that performance is straight fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Bozeman passing away, I mean, you almost kind of have to give it to him, and that's fine. Like for his body of work, I mean, that's to- they did the same thing with Heath Ledger, so mm-hmm. I'm not yep. like upset about it. But I mean, that's just kind of the way it's going to go. Well, and a lot of these guys, I'm sure, if 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 like if it goes out, if it goes that way, which it probably will, I'm sure all these guys are going to totally totally be okay with. It. They're going to be like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have as my should as Anthony Hopkins just because, man, it was another one of those like kind of heartbreaking performances where yeah, he, totally. he really looked like he was kind of giving it his all. And even at that age, I feel like that's probably not an easy thing for him to do to kind of delve into that character because I'm sure that's a big fear of his as is anybody's getting older. Um, it, my prediction is Chadwick. I um yeah. once I saw the movie I was like this is it he's winning the Oscar for this, um, and I I think it is deserved but um like you said, circumstances kind of yeah. outweigh this is everything this is else. a weird year for for some of this but I mean yeah I mean he'll he'll win it yeah. I think I think to me though this was maybe the most competitive um section like I could have mm-hmm. I could I could see. Any totally. single one of these walking away, like they all were phenomenal. Yeah, I, I'd think, be. In their I would not be upset with us anybody winning for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last three here: writing, adapted screenplay, Borat, subsequent movie film. I'm not going to read the whole title. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery of prodigious bride or oh bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. so many writers on that thing too um the father nomadland one night in miami and the white tiger um out of all these ones the only one i didn't see was one night in miami which seems to be up for a lot um and after i didn't know what it was about but looking seeing it now i need i do need to watch it um 
man, this is one where I, uh, I don't know how many I've given to the father so far, but I'm, I'm going to go with the father. I think, um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to really say other than I heard it was a play that, um, and I, I can, I almost really want to see the play more than I would maybe want to see the movie after seeing the movie. Um, and I think that's only because the way that they shot the movie seemed like I was watching a play just because it was all taken in one scene, one setting um, that they were just changing up. And um, anywho, I could, I could totally see it. Um, I, I, at least that's what I'm assuming when it says adapted screenplay that it mm-hmm. from the play, not from like yeah. a book. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. it's from anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But for this one, for yes. the father it was from the play. Yeah. So I really want to watch the play. I, I think it would be incredible. So I'm going to go with that because I think they killed it as far as converting the play to a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go. And I kind of hesitate to do this because this is one of those categories that often they don't give. If if you're going to win best director, they don't give you also screenplay. But I think in this case, we're going to see Chloe Zhao win for Nomadland. Um, because otherwise, you're going to either see Borat win, which I don't want to see happen. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing... The White Tiger is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. And I wouldn't... I would love for that as a dark horse to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see One Night in Miami. Although, ugh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to stick with Nomadland. I really haven't had a chance to do a lot of research on all of these, but... This is one of those that you're going to hear this first as far as, like, the order of awards. Mm -hmm. If Chloe Zhao wins this, that could indicate she's not going to win Best Director. And that's sort of – because that's historically kind of how they've gone. Um, But this year I think is going to be a little bit different, so I'm going to to go with that. Yeah, I – I think the father should win. What I think is going to win is One Night in Miami. I think this is the only award I've given it. Um, And I think that's kind of why I think this is going to be another one where – uh, you bring up a good point with uh, Nomadland. And we're like, well, she's already winning Best Director. Let's give One Night in Miami a story about civil rights that is definitely prevalent today. Um, and so that's why I kind of think that one's going to win. But I do like White Tiger as a dark horse because that movie was awesome. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So also, was Nomadland a book, I assume? Or do you know? Uh, yeah. It was a yeah, book? It was, it was a book, yeah. Okay, writing original screenplay. Nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I, for this one, um, this is the, probably the easiest one out of the last few for me. Um, I, and I think I had to go with Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, I did see all of these ones, and I think Judas is probably the one that I think will win. Um, but I'm going to go with Trial of the Chicago 7 because a lot of the movies by Aaron Sorkin um, I think the writing is the most impressive piece of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of um, thrown off by by both of those, actually, Judas and Trash Chicago 7 for it being original screenplay, because to me that that kind of means um, something completely taken out of thin air and like completely creation, um, which I guess the, the script was, for the mo- well, for the most part, I think, for both. Yeah. I know that they like the transcript for the trial, um, for the movie Trash Chicago 7 did get released at some point. Um, but I assume that they're both ex- original. I, I don't know. I just kind of, I would like a movie to win that is a completely original plot and um, movie kind of like Promising Young Woman. But I think that it will go to Judas or Child. So I'm going to go with Child Chicago 7. Yeah, man. These these screenplay um, 
categories are really difficult this year. So, I mean, what's kind of been happening is Sorkin's been winning, like, during the awards season. But I would love to see Minari win that award, uh, Lee Isaac Chung. I mean, because that would be, look, the story is about his life uh, in a way. Hmm. Um, and so that would be kind of a, a really good way for the Academy to honor him um, because they're not going to give him best director. Um, we'll talk about best picture next. So I, I'm actually going to go Minari on this one. It's hmm. a little bit different than what's been happening though. Yeah. I think what should win is promising young woman. Um, yeah. Same. I, I did see something last night that almost makes me not want to give it to it because somebody on uh, one of the guys I follow on Letterboxd, Sonny Bunch on Twitter too, um, he said this is the woman's version of the Joker, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do think it was an original story overall um, and very creative and just kind of some of the tricks they played with the writing. Um, but my prediction is also the Trial of Chicago 7. Hollywood loves them some Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. No, they do, and and that that's probably why it'll win. But I would love to see Lee Isaac Chung get mm -hmm. just honored in that way. Just hey, we know this is your life story, so you know here's an Oscar for it. <laughs> well, Minari cool is all story. about hard work, and Hollywood doesn't want to promote that message. No, they don't want, that. <laughs> they don't want to honor that. Okay, the big one, Best Picture. The nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. This one was, uh, this was tough between a couple of them. Um, and I, I think I'm going to start by just saying, like, my, my four favorites. Ah, man, I, all these movies were really, really good. Um, I, I think we said it pretty well earlier. There is none, like, there wasn't one of these movies that I'm going to say is my favorite movie ever. Um, but yeah. all of these yeah. movies are going to be in like, I'm, I'm going to look back at this Oscars and be like, this was a very stacked, um, best picture category for just a guaranteed good movie. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite ones were sound of metal, um, um, Mank, the father promising young woman. Um, but, and I, and I, one of, I'm going to go with this one that I think is not going to win, but again, my heart's in it. I, I think it was my favorite film out of all of them, but I'm going to go with Promising Young Woman. Um, I've, wow. I love that movie. No, I, I do too, man. I thought it was so good and so original. I, like you said it earlier, like you, there's no other movie that's kind of like it. Um, I don't know, overall, I was really impressed by the acting, the writing. Just when I think about all things considered, um, I think oh, and maybe I'm just thinking about what was my most enjoyment and um, what I liked the most. So Promising Young Woman is my pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily. I, I think that Nomad Land's probably going to win, but that's a really boring best picture. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I kind of think that yeah. that's kind of the way the year has gone with, with movies is that for whatever reason, the really boring things are, are super popular. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad, though, if Minari or Sound of Metal, like out of nowhere, Oh, just yeah. like stole it from Nomadland. Um, I totally would not be mad about that um, because that's kind of what, you know, in a way happened last year or whatever when, I mean, not Parasite out of nowhere kind of won. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it's very rare for a movie to win Best International and Best Picture. I mean, that kind of never happens. 
And so that was really surprising when that happened. Um, I, dude, promising young woman de- deserves it, but I don't think yeah, I don't think it'll win it. Um, but, I would be so totally happy. Nomadland. Yeah, I'd be totally happy with Sound of Metal too. But yeah, yeah. All right, Nomadland. Okay, so I think the movie. So my favorite out of these was Trial of the Chicago Seven, just because I love Aaron Sorkin, and it just kind of felt like an extension of The West Wing, which is probably one of my favorite TV shows. But what I think should win Best Picture is The Father. I think Mm. just all the elements of it combined is kind of what I'm looking for in a Best Picture. Um, And it had a lot of like... The reason I love Trailer Chicago 7 so much is just because of the writing and the kind of Aaron Sorkin walk-around shots type of deal. But my prediction is actually going to be Minari. Interesting. Mainly because... I'm just kind of going for a dark horse where, like, yeah, I don't want to pick the chalk of Nomadland. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I I don't think we're gonna have the excitement of last year of Bong Joon Ho talking about how many beers he's gonna drink and he was gonna drink <laughs> until the next morning. But <laughs> but I hope we do. Maybe he'll just show up and give a speech, and that'll just be what it's about. For another round. When another round wins, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did Dude, you know that, that Brad Pitt was a producer on Minari? Huh, I did not. I saw that at the end. Um, at least I'm pretty sure. Let me double yeah, check. Yeah, I now. think there was a lot of them. For whatever reason, they're only listing Christina O oh as producer. I don't, I don't know why, but I mean, yeah, I think Brad Pitt's. I think his his company, mm-hmm. you know, mm. so he gets he gets a a name on. Maybe it that's what it was. Yeah, because I yeah I think I'd read that somewhere. I heard that somewhere, and I was like, huh, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it'd be. It's a real bummer, like that. Promising young woman is kind of in the position that it is because it's getting, it's sort of really got pushed back in the pack quite a bit when Nomadland came out, Minari came out. I mean, just because they're more Oscar bait type movies. Mm-hmm. I think Promising Young Woman is the most unique out of all of these, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of and Sound of Metal is pretty unique also. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if. It, Really, any of these. The only one I would not like to see win is Judas and the Black Messiah, just because it, I think it's like a paint by numbers biopic mm-hmm. almost. Yep. Um, Agreed. The rest of these I wouldn't be mad mad about winning though. Yeah, I think my yeah my top three are Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Father, and I think we covered those pretty well. So yeah, I, any of any three of those I'd be happy with, and a lot of these other ones I'd be happy with. But yeah, I think Judas and I mean I don't know if I really want Trial of Chicago Seven to win, but ah, uh, yeah. I hope it's promising, young woman. I really do. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, anything else to throw in there, Oscar wise? I had a question for you guys. Was there any movies that you saw that you think got snubbed in general from any category that you're like, oh, oh it should have been in, uh, maybe it should have been in this, it should have been in that? Um, but were I there any? I was really surprised that Regina King didn't get Best Director for One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. get nominated for mm-hmm. Best Director. I think that out of out of those that got nominated, she probably could have. Let me scroll back here and see who she could have replaced. Um, I mean, and it, the problem was it was a really stacked year, and so you've got so many that you're. Um, where's the hex best? Oh, here it is. Um, yeah. So really, what happened, in all honesty, is Venterberg took her spot. I mean, because she had been getting nominated during award season for pretty much everything, and then for whatever reason, the Academy. Um, went in and nominated Venterberg instead of Regina King. So I was kind of surprised by that. Um, you know, she had, 
she had not been getting snubbed like that. I mean, that was one of the huge snubs that a lot of people mentioned was Regina King for One Night in Miami. Mm, all right. Um, one of my favorite movies of 2020, I think it's actually my fifth favorite movie, um, was Rose Island, an international movie. It's on I Netflix. Know. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, but, I don't think um, we're going to be, it's an episode coming out that we reviewed all, quite a while ago, but I think it's oh, okay. from Italy. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. really fun movie. I, I think that should have been nominated for best international picture. Um, oh, Palm yeah, Springs totally would have been a fun, uh, writing nomination. Original. Yep. Maybe um, original screenplay. And then I think my 10th favorite movie of the year was his house. Um, that kind of horror movie that's on Netflix. Uh, but I don't necessarily know where that would be nominated for because it was just kind of so small. Um, again, writing, it was very clever and very suspenseful. But, yeah. Yeah, I would have I also have loved to have seen Bill Murray get nominated mm. for On the Rocks. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I, anytime Bill Murray's in something that's marginally good, I root for him to get nominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only snub, I think, was... Tax collector for best picture. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh, just kidding. That was the worst movie ever. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very surprised. I kind of hit on it earlier about The Five Bloods. Um, not getting... Yeah, Delroy Lindo would have been a good mm-hmm. best supporting. It, there's just... All those acting awards were so stacked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, I think... That's yeah. probably it for Oscars. Where can people find the podcast and follow you if you want people to yeah, follow yeah. you? Um, I'm on Twitter at the Michael Nip. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, it's at the Deucecast. I'm also on Letterboxd. Uh, that's kind of where I'm logging the madness of trying to watch 365 movies in a year. Uh, new to me <laughs> movies. I, I'm not allowed to count rewatches. So um, I'm watching new to me movies, 365 and I'm I'm ahead of the game right now, but I can picture myself during the summer when the kids are home from school, really having a hard time, you know, finding the time to watch movies while they're home from school. So I'm trying to get ahead of the game now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, RetroZap.com is where our podcast is sort of hosted. Um, that that's the network that we've been a part of for the last five years, and uh, we love being a part of RetroZap. It's really fun. And, um, yeah, the Deuce cast can be found pretty much anywhere podcasts are. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for stepping on here, too, because you were a perfect um, sub for our um, other guest that doesn't want to watch any of these movies because you've got <laughs> such a deep knowledge and um, you've seen all these movies. I think I trust all of your opinions on all of these um, for how yeah for how long you've been watching the Oscars and how it's your yep. Super Bowl and everything. It's, uh, so thank you for stepping on because it was awesome to get your opinion on everything. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, this one is a predictable year um, for the acting awards, which is a bit of a bummer, but it is what it is. Again, a big thank you to Michael Nip of the Deucecast Movie Show. 
we are now going to go over our top five of 2020 movies released in 2020. Um, we're just gonna pinball around and name off the top five. A lot of these are gonna be movies that you just heard about. Yep. Some of these best pictures, some of these Oscar-nominated movies, but yeah, we're gonna. A couple of them aren't. Some of them are gonna be some surprises in there. Maybe like Tax Collector. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I'm doing this because I only saw 11 movies from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you barely, barely met the thresholds. I mean, I only watched, I think, 14 or 15 now. Um, but for context, if we were doing a top 10, I think the reason we're doing top five is because we were doing top 10. Tax that would collector? Mean I have to choose between like Tax Collector and Hubie Halloween as my 10th best <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, well, I mean, that's an easy pick, but. It would be Hubie Halloween, absolutely. But no that's doubt, funny but... that. Tax collector would that be just on the edge exactly. of your top ten. It's not even like it's probably near top five worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and it's almost top ten of twenty twenty. And I'm sitting here and I've seen like sixty movies from <laughs> yeah. twenty twenty. So I've got a full list. So I've got a bunch of honorable mentions for the end. Who wants to start us off? Do you want me to or do you want to? No, I can go first. Um my number five is gonna be one of the animated films. Um it's gonna be Wolf Walkers. I loved it. I I, as far as like animated films go, um, I think I said it. I wanted to win. Um, I thought it was incredible. Top five is hard though, so um, I think it's a props to this movie that it makes it in the top five. Because yeah, I thought it was really good. My octopus teacher, I guess. I don't know. Documentary. It was decent. You should watch it if you haven't, and you probably don't need to watch it ever again after you've seen it. And then you should listen to our episode about it. Yes, that too. <laughs> and that's a movie that again. The movies I've seen from 2020 are basically all picks that we've done for the podcast. So this podcast is helping you improve your life a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my number five. And so I'm actually, I'm doing this as my top five favorite movies, not my top five rated movies. Okay. Um, That's kind of, I guess, what I'm going with, with Wolfwalkers too. So number five for me is The Father... Um, we talked about it a bunch during the Oscars. We don't really have to rehash it, but Anthony Hopkins' performance is just almost brings tears to your eyes and probably would bring tears to a lot of people's eyes. It'd bring tears to my eyes for sure. Yeah, we you're scared to watch it. I am scared to watch it. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I just the thought of like me going to my bedroom and then walking out of it and seeing my dog and being like, who are you? <laughs> that ain't a nice thought. <laughs> I can t- and you grab a fork. <laughs> oh, you'd only get it if you saw it. That's a good segue, though, because my number four is The Father. Um, and i it's crazy to think that it's number four even out of this because I, I love that movie. And, I mean, you we hit on it a little bit in the podcast earlier with Michael. And, um, yeah, but everything about the way that it was filmed um, with you, from the perspective of him is just like no other movie I've ever seen. It was confusing for me, so I can't even – so it helps me understand um, – yeah, I mean, just how confusing it would be to um, have Alzheimer's and, um, yeah, not be able to remember any faces or names or even of your own family and how hard that would be. So it was a tearjerker for sure, but it was a really good movie. Highly recommend. You're number four. Oh, I think Rose Island. Not much to add. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much to add. We went over it a little bit all these. in the last in, in, the, the in the section with Michael. Yeah, Rose Island almost made my list. It's in my honorable mentions. I loved that movie. Review coming out here in a few weeks for that one from this podcast. My number four is a movie that I really want to shine some light on. It's called Run, Hide, Fight. 
It is produced by, um, I guess I should say distributed by the Daily, Daily Wire. Um, no other studio in Hollywood would pick this movie up because it touches a very sore subject. It's about a 17-year-old girl, Zoe Hole, who uses her wit, survival skills, and compassion to fight for her life and those of her fellow classmates against a group of live-streaming school shooters. Hmm. Brutal movie to watch. Um, Sounds pretty brutal. Really good performances from really a bunch of nobodies. Thomas Jane's probably the only well-known actor in there. Isabel May gives a great performance, and I hope that she is able to have a long career in Hollywood because she was awesome. What did you um, say the name of it was? Run, Hide, Fight. All right. I'm throwing that one down on the list. All right. So my number three is going to be Palm Springs. I fucking love this movie. This is, this is one of those things where I don't think I would rate Palm Springs higher than The Father, but based on just purely movies that I liked and enjoyed, Palm Springs is up there. It's, it was incredible. It was a great comedy. Um, it was a great, like, Rom, like rom-com even like it, uh, the romantic side of it the um touchy-feely drama side was really well done it was so creative um it was very original <laughs> and i'm a big andy sandberg fan so and even that lady what i don't know what her name is but she's awesome how i met your mother lady yeah the titular mother um that's right christine Moloti. Moliotti. she was great um, and jk simmons was so oh, good jk simmons was so good yeah, that even thinking about that movie, mm-hmm. I want to rewatch that at some point soon because that's a very rewatchable movie. Yep. Um, it's very fun. Weddings, love weddings. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want a perpetual wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Your number three. My number three. I'm going to go with Tenet. I'm a huge Ooh. Christopher Nolan fan, but this is not one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. But it was mind blowing, and it was a little too long. But we'll get into that. <laughs> Um, number three for me is another round of movie that I've been trying to get you two to see. I want, I need to see it so bad. It's so good. It's, it's so original and it's just such a fun movie, even though there's a couple pretty dark things, but it's just so good. I won't spoil it. Um, it's all in Danish, but it's so good. Fine. Yeah. Another round, Matt Mickelson, just, uh, low key. One of my like favorite working actors. I need to see that film. All right. I'm going to watch it. Number two for me is going to be Sound of Metal. This was, I, I think, like, if I were going to do one of our movie rankings on it, this movie would be probably a 90 for sure for me. Um, it was incredible. I think, like, we talked a lot about it in the last section of this podcast, so I don't need to rehash a ton of it, but um, whatever the name is. Uh, Riz, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed fucking killed it. Um, I love... Odi Rook from Rogue One. I... Um, I don't know. The, the entire story is very heartbreaking. Um, very, it's, it's depressing, but it's and it's hard to watch. But you're rooting for him the whole time. I don't know. It was a it was a great great movie. Yeah, another movie I don't think I could watch because it just looked so depressing. It's so sad. But <laughs> good lord, um, my number two is Trial of Chicago Seven. It's a good movie. Not much more to say about that. <laughs> Listen to our episode on if you want all of our thoughts on that one. Um, number two for me is Tenet. I love this movie. It's not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, but I had such a blast with it. I've only seen it once in the theater, in the big XD screen. I I, I just had so much fun with it. John David Washington is a future star of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a stud. I our boy R. Pats was in it R. and Pats, was baby. so good. Um, but yeah, so Tenet, my number two. All right, and my number one. You probably heard it earlier in this episode, but Promising Young Woman. I want it to win Best Picture. I is the most recent movie that I've watched. I fucking love this movie. It was it was great on every angle. 
Um, totally, it was in, so enjoyable to watch, but very good. Very, very, again, some, like, it had its depressing um, and very sad uh, moments, and it was hard to watch at some scenes, but I think the way that the movie was told and um, Carrie Mulligan's character was incredible. So I, I really like, I really like the story that it tells um, and the, her kind of revenge plots on all these people, but great movie. And my number one is Palm Springs. <laughs> nice. Hey, baby. It's a deserving number one. I mean, it's better than 10 and Trial of Chicago 7 because I would definitely go back and rewatch mm-hmm. that one among those top three. Very rewatchable. My number one, we uh, I definitely hit on it a lot during the animated movie section. It is Onward. Um, again, it was I, I just loved the movie. It was so much. It it I hit on it, but it it captures the brotherly love and the brother relationship so well. Story about losing a father and just trying to cope with that. Um, just an excellent movie. So that's my number one. Um, any honorable mentions you guys have? I mean, a lot of my honorable mentions are uh, Tax Collector. Uh, tax Collector, <laughs> if I didn't mention that. Probably Tax Collector. Now, um, I think it's there's a lot of movies that are in these, like the Oscar nominations that I think would um, for sure get a lot of honorable mentions from me. Um, but other than that, I don't really know. Yeah, for uh, I've got, I got five here. Trail of Chicago 7, definitely an honorable mention. Um, if this is top five ratings, that's like, I think my second highest rated movie wow. um, of 2020. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was a 90 out of 100 for me. Um, nice, easy, hour and a half watch based off of a play. Chadwick Boseman is great, and it, it's just a good story overall. Palm Springs, of course, is in there. Rose Island, you'll hear my thoughts about that in a couple weeks. Um, and then a horror movie, His House, which is on Netflix. Mm. Um, it's the first time I've been like actually kind of scared during a movie in a long time. We it was very need to intense. watch a horror. <laughs> wow, I'm an idiot. I just was. I, there was. I knew there's something wrong. I've only seen nine movies in <laughs> 20. So tax collector like, would have made it. And devil all the time would have made devil it. All the time. <laughs> That's so frustrating. Is that an honorable mention for you? Devil we need all the to time? start. We need to start a book reading podcast because then we could talk. Oh God, no. I'd have one book a year. Yeah, I'd have. One books every one book every twenty years. <laughs> I I heard you guys say that this was a stacked one. This was just one where like every even Minari Mank just didn't catch my attention just because it was Citizen Kane related and I didn't really care for Citizen Kane. It was long, all these just li- like I don't think I would have watched Judas and the Black Messiah unless it was picked. Nomad Land did not this was for you guys, I mean, maybe you just have to watch the movies to I think that's definitely a part of it because going into it, I was like Maybe excited for um, Minari because that's the one that I heard about the most. But other than that, I was like, oh, I don't think I am too excited about any of these. And after watching them, I thought all of them were really, really good. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for today. Make sure you go to our Instagram and Twitters. We'll have the links in our bio. It'll be a pinned tweet for the Oscar nomination um, predictions that you guys have your chance to win some GD for GD merch. Get your predictions in before Sunday, the Oscars. I think it's at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so make six sure to... 6 o'clock Yeah, six, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, make sure to get your picks in before then, and if you do, we'll count it in the raffle, or the um, contest, contest for the hoodies. And yeah. I'll even say this. If you want to email us, if you don't have those things, GD4AM 
podcast at gmail.com and I will personally send you the link over email. Love it. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for today. If you have thoughts or questions, you can shoot us an email again at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is gd4gd.movies. Um, again, that link is going to be in the bio. We're also on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. The pinned tweet will have the link for that Oscar contest. And we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on, especially Apple Podcasts. Just make sure they're all five stars. And if you don't vote for me as the, your favorite podcaster in our survey, uh, then I'm going to come to your house and shit on your door. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that was <laughs> supposed to be a surprise. But yes, vote for one of us or vote you, for can me. Al- well, you can also vote for none of us. Vote for me. Desperation is not flattering. I really don't care. Vote for me. <laughs> vote for Tate, I guess. <laughs> whoa, yeah. Wow. There's a vote. That was tough. All right, we'll catch you next week at the movies. When you come to the end of the line with a buddy who is more than a brother and a little less than a wife, getting blind drunk together is really the only way to say farewell. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.